Hey, this is Coach Marsh, and I'm here with Chance Kirby and the superintendent of Pilot Point ISD, uh, Todd Southern. We're uh, doing our, gosh, I think it's our third or our fourth edition of 10 with Todd, and they've been a hit so far. Um, I think the uh, the general population here likes to hear directly from you. All five listeners. Man, I, you, know, <laughs> you know, you joke of five listeners, but you are the king of Bearcat Insight. King you, of Bearcat Insight. You consistently insider. return good numbers, but we... Uh, we actually surpassed, I think, last week, 2,500 That's correct. downloads, and so we're, we're rocking what and rolling. Is, what is a deal? And 25 episodes. Yes, this will be episode 26. So, real quick math, which we're not good at, I think that's averaging 100 per episode. About 100 per episode. Y'all so, are a sensation. Well, you know, we try. Um, <laughs> it's because of... It's because of content like you. Yes. Now you've been reduced to content. Yes, um, that's it. Now, kind of a big week, and, and I say a big week... Because the, the UIL sent out a memo this week regarding the behavior of fans in relation to social distance and face coverings at sporting events. Um, it was pretty pointed. Yeah, uh, it was It was pretty, yeah. And, and so, yeah. from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, if the UIL or the district executive committee feels that your site is not doing a good job of monitoring or... Uh, regulating or just abiding by these face coverings and social distance, it can either be a suspension of games mm-hmm. or it can be a loss of fan attendance. Mm-hmm. Which means they can say, hey, PowerPoint, you're going with zero fans. Yep. And that's a site-by-site basis yep. at the state level or the local district executive committee. And for those that are at home, the district executive committee is made up of superintendents, athletic directors, and or another representative uh, from each school that is in that sports district. Uh, and so, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, they sent this out and it, it got uh, got our attention a little bit. So, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, Travis is hard because we don't want to turn in, as far as administratively, we don't want to turn into the mask police. You know, I mean, that's just something we don't want to go there. But they're kind of forcing our hand a little bit. I mean, they, 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 you're right. They say flat out schools not following these guidelines are subject to sanctions, including suspension of contests or discontinuation of public access to games. And so, what we've got to have from everybody is just basically it boils down to just, just do what you're supposed to do. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. You know, we brought in, we brought in the additional stands, and I understand people not wanting to sit on those, you know, last Friday because it was so blazing hot. Yeah cooking out there on those things but um, we've got to have whatever your feelings are about the mask the reality is if we don't do what we're supposed to do we're putting everything uh, at risk we're we're putting the watching our kids play at risk we're uh, putting at risk our kids playing period at risk and again We've talked about this administratively umpteen times, and our feeling was always is just try to ask fans and the parents and everyone there to just do what we're supposed to do, even if you don't like it. And I and I get it, and I understand it, and I don't like wearing the mask either. But uh, just if we will just do what we sp- we're supposed to do, it'll be okay. And, and that's that's what we need from everybody. And and that's what I'm going to ask that everybody does is. Follow the executive order, follow what UIL has outlined for us to do, and we'll be fine. And I, and I do know personally of one district 
who got in some trouble with the UIL about three weeks ago at their volleyball game. And so uh, they are watching and, and they, and so we, we just gotta do what we're supposed to do. That's just what it boils down to. Well, and to, to put this in perspective, what the UIL has asked of us is masks. Correct. Or so, face shields. Or face shields. Yeah. Some kind of face covering. Correct. Um, and then if you're going to sit not social distance, it needs to be with it, with people within your immediate household. When you look up there, you should see pods that are separated by household instead of having six households all sitting together. And if they do choose to sit together, it is almost a must that they have a face covering. Yeah. Um, and I'm like you, I, I don't like it. No. I, I, I hate wearing my mask, but I know that if I'm in a common area of the high school, I'm supposed to have my mask Correct. on. If I'm the bus driver, Correct. my mask is on. Uh, whenever we travel to Castleberry tonight, there's going to be a bus full of football players with their mask on. Yep. Uh, and it is what it is. Yeah. I want to tweak what you said. The UIL didn't ask us to do that. The UIL dictated that we do that. The, the, yes, it, not it was not a recommendation. No, not no, I mean, it, it was, it. The, the, the memo we got <laughs> was very straight to the point. Yes. And uh, it, it basically says, you are going to, and, and you I, are required, and they've got these types of words underlined. I think some media members out there for a story glommed onto that and took pictures of crowds and shared them, which that's their job is to report the news. Right. But that created an issue. 5A and 6A aren't getting to play, so they're really watching it because their fear is we're going to mess it up for them. Right. So everyone's being super sensitive about it. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just it just it, it's just simple. Do what we're asked to do. If we do what we're asked to do, we're fine. And again, we don't want to start being the mass police and, and getting on to folks and throwing people out. Of, I mean, we, we do not want to go down that road. But UIL is kind of coming down on us, essentially saying, hey, you better be doing it. And so that's what I'm asking everybody. Just just do what you're supposed to do. Well, and, and with that, if I'm a senior parent, I'm going to be asking the people around me to do what they're supposed to do. Because right. You're either going to lose your senior season or you're going to lose your ability to watch your senior right. play sports if people don't. Yes. And so uh, sometimes the best policing is self-policing and the fans policing themselves. And, you know, kindly yeah. ask your, your people around, hey, okay, let's make sure that we're taking care of business. Now, in reference to, to the UIL's memo, do you foresee any changes regarding our next home game whenever Peaster comes to town? <sighs> Possibly. And I don't know what those are quite yet. Uh this came out on Wednesday. I have not had a chance to really sit down and talk a whole lot with the administrative staff yet. There, There is, yes, to answer your question, Travis, yes, there is a possibility of that happening. Um, the one thing, and I'm hoping it'll be cooler, the one thing I do want to see is people utilizing those portable stands more sure. and and doing that and spacing things out. So, and and I think think that will happen more with it getting cooler. But as far as you're actually, the answer to the question, yeah, I think there probably will be what those are quite yet. I don't know. Okay. Well, and again, I think the fans just kind of have to bear with us on yep. A, the fluidity of the situation, yep. and B, that they might be told something that they don't necessarily like, but that they, we just need compliance. Yes. Um, and we're sorry about that, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a difficult situation. It is, but, you know, our whole MO has been since we've opened school back up back on the 13th is try to make decisions and set things up 
that don't jeopardize anything that get us back to somewhat a normal way of life. And that's been the whole, that's been the whole goal. And so with this coming out and us not doing what we're supposed to be doing, it jeopardizes everything. Well, and in general, if you look at you know Denton counties, our numbers are trending the way that we want them to. Yes, they are. And we have to keep being vigilant. Yes, in order to to get back to where we need to go. Now, three weeks in the school, we've had two positive tests mm-hmm. that we know of. Yes. Um, where does that sit as far as your expectations go, expectations going into the school year? You know, I hate it that you know obviously two kids got sick. Um, but I was really concerned that when we started the school out on the 13th that we would be in two or three days and I'd have to shut it down. I was, I was really, really worried about that. And so right now, uh, as it stands right now, I, I feel pretty fortunate that we we're going this far so far and still have got everything in check. Um, we have been hyper vigilant about communicating. We, you know, this podcast has been a huge part of that. I mean, it really has, uh, but also, uh, you know, talking to parents and, you know, if we have a kid who's suspected to be sick, and again, I've said it a million times, but the symptoms of COVID-19 fall under everything under the sun. So we've, we've been very vigilant about, you know, if, if a kid is sick at school, we send the kid home as well as siblings at other campuses as well, just to make sure. And again, people can argue all day long that's overkill, uh, but, but what do you do? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, and that's what it boils down to is what what do you do in a situation like this? You know, and, and from an athletic sense, um, we have kids that miss practice because their brother or sister on the other campus right. gets get flagged. Yes, and so now the whole household has to go. Yep. And so it's it's required us to be flexible and understanding and making sure that whenever that kid reaches out and says, "Coach, I'm so sorry," that yep. we say, "Hey," and it's it's just what we have to do right now. It's okay. And, uh, you know, hats off to Coach David for, for being proactive and making sure that we all know that, right. that you have to offer a little bit of grace and mercy you do. because of the situation. And, and I will tell you this right now, with both of the positives that we had, the parents did exactly what we asked them to do. Both of them called us up and said, hey, we're not sure, kids are not feeling right, we're just going to keep them at home and let's just see what happens. And so that's, that's why the, the kids weren't there for several days before we found out that they were a positive, you know, case. And that's exactly what we want. We want parent. Everybody has a part in this. Everybody plays a role in this. And if, if we continue to have people who will, you know, handle it like that, I mean, it's perfect. That's exactly what we want. If you're unsure, you're not, not quite right and you don't feel quite right, stay at home until we figure it out. And both of them did exactly what we wanted them to do. I'm on Steal the coach's lingo before you get a chance to okay. say it. We're only as strong as our weakest link. It's a very good coachism. Thank you. You're <laughs> learning. Thank you. Yes. Uh, no, but you're you're right. And uh, as long as again, I hate to use the word vigilant because I feel like we're we're talking about crime or something yeah. like that. But as as long as we'll stay vigilant and keep doing the things we need to do, I think we're going to yeah. keep being on top of it. Because yeah. um, what's an approximate number of our brick and mortar enrollment right now so we've got right around 10 30 as far as kids who are on campus okay. and that leaves about 324 kids online now that number is kind of fluid because sure. you have you know kids we send home not sure they go 
they go online for a few days and kids who are online are coming back. So that number kind of sways back and forth. But sure. Give you a basic idea. That's what it is. So we'll call it a thousand. Call it a thousand. All right. For for the purpose of what I'm leading you into, right. we'll call it a thousand. Because if you give me all those numbers, <laughs> I can't do the math. So out of a thousand kids that are uh -huh. in and out of our schools on a daily basis, mm -hmm. in roughly 17 school days, we've had two cases. Right. Which makes our infection rate 0 0.002. Correct. Okay. That is well below any type of national average that I've seen to my to my knowledge. To my knowledge, yes, that is true. Um, if you if you look at the infection rates of metropolitan areas, they're obviously higher because of population density. If you look at other rural areas or suburban areas, we're well below that that range outside of very, very isolated pockets. And I think that is a direct correlation to what you exactly just talked about, is that those parents that were involved did such a good job of managing that situation that we haven't had a quote-unquote outbreak. Yeah, and that and that was that was one of my biggest. I mean, there was there's no doubt we're going to have positive cases. There's there's no way around that. The the goal is to keep it from just going ballistic and just and everybody getting sick. That's that's the goal. And so so far, so far. I think we've been managing it pretty well. That's not to say that it's not something out brewing right now, and we don't know yet. But but so far, I think we've done a pretty decent job of managing everything. Well, and Coach David said it Thursday morning, which I think people need to be conscious of. We're one party away from a nightmare. Oh yeah. If if, if parents need to keep that in mind and kids oh, yeah. that it, it you may want to get together over this holiday weekend yeah. and have a big. Go out Blow to the lake out. with everybody or something. And yep. then there you go. It's, yep. We got a mess on our hands yep. two weeks later. You know, as far as my family goes, what we have tried to do, uh, you know, we don't really go out to Walmart. We don't do those sorts of things. Anything we can order online, we do. Now, we have, we have not quarantined ourselves or shut down our lives, but we've just kind of tried to be a little bit smarter about when we go out and where we go. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people are doing. What are the steps for the kids that have COVID? What's the protocol set up to allow that kid back into the school? So the, the kid can come back after uh, 10 days uh, from the start of the symptoms, okay, is what we do normally. It never fails that we always have some little caveat with somebody or something. And so, but that is generally the rule of thumb that we're using, okay? We've also created another rule is it, and, it, and the phrase is for my health office aides and my nurses is when in doubt, 72 and out. And so if we're not quite sure, the parents not quite sure, uh, we will, we you know, and there's certain things, Chance, that kind of uh, perks our ears a little bit more as far as symptoms go than others, okay? One is loss of taste. When, when they say they've lost taste, that kind of, ooh, that kind of gets our attention. And, you know, nearly all of them will have congestion and stuff. You know, that could be multiple things. But the loss of taste is one that really gets our attention. And so, but in general, it's 10 days from the day, first day of symptoms. Why not a negative test? Well, if they come back, if they come back and have a negative test, if they go and get tested or negative, absolutely, yes. But why is that not a requirement? Because we can't require them to go get tested. Gotcha. That's why. Every Thursday morning at 5.45 a.m. at Buff's Grill, uh, we have the Gridiron Fellowship Breakfast, and uh, 
even though it's a gridiron fellowship, we we want anybody who wants to come up there. And, and you and Mr. Williams have attended our first two breakfasts. We have. Now, um, for one, I'm shocked to see you up that early. <laughs> um, I've been to baseball tournaments early in the morning with you, and you're a lot more chipper with food involved. I'm, yes, I am. Um, Yes, yes, I am. But, but what do you think about that? What's your opinion, since you're a newbie, you could say? Uh, I like the fact that we get our kids up there and talk. I think that's pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool to hear the kids. And, you know, I, I'm i to right now, and I, and I know I'm biased, but I'll, I'll put our kids up against anybody. I really will. I've always thought that. I've, I've always felt like our kids are really well-rounded, just good, solid kids. And I like the fact that our kids get up there in front and, and speak to everybody, and everybody gets to see that. And, and so that's what I really enjoy about it. You know, and it has to feel good whenever you're one of those kids and gets to sure. talks that there's you you can look out there and you see so many adults out there that are ready to support you. Yep, and are really paying attention to what you're saying. I mean, they yeah. really are, even when they're wrong. <laughs> you know, we had a kid get up this week and say that Castleberry. Hardly ever blitzes, and I'm thinking, man, I don't, I don't know what tape you were watching. But they blitz almost every play, so you know, I saw. Coach but, Pre- hey, but hey, you, you, you knew that, so yeah, you can go. Well, you have time to go back I and saw adjust. Coach Prez's eyes got about the size of my plate, <laughs> so that um, shows you were paying attention. Though. Yeah, That's I was, I was locked in. Yeah. No, but I, I really enjoy it, and yeah. uh, you know, hats off to Buff for making mm-hmm. that available to us and supporting the Bearcats, deal. and it, it's neat. And so it we, is. we really encourage. Uh, people to come up there and, and visit, and it's just good to see everybody. Uh, now, speaking of involvement, right now the, the schools are kind of locked down and limited mm-hmm. to parents. Right. Um, and one great thing about the community, good or bad, is parent involvement. Um, what can a parent do right now to get involved with the school, with the district, to help out? Like, you know, at the elementary school, you have parents that come up and help make yeah. copies. Well, they can't do that anymore. Right. right. Um, Things like that. What what is available for our parents right now to chip in? So one of the things that I've talked to my administrators about a lot this year, it, you know, I'm a big culture and climate guy, right? I think that's that's hugely important to the success of kids. Is is if you've got happy teachers, happy teachers are better teachers. Okay. And so what I've told my administrators this year is one of the things that probably our biggest job this year is to keep the teachers pumped up. To keep them, you know, keep them excited, keep them feeling good about things, take care of them, and those sorts of things. And so, you know, for example, this morning, all the central office folks went over to the intermediate school. We had orange sodas. Aren't you glad to be a Bearcat? Just to say hi to everybody and pass them out. Well, I got four or five emails from intermediate school teachers by the time I got back from the intermediate school saying thanks, Todd. I really appreciate it. It's really pretty cool. So, I think probably the, the most important thing that parents could do right now just do some little something for a teacher an email i mean it it really doesn't take but 20 seconds do some little something like that because they are working hard and it is a stressful time and um, i I think that is important long term for kids success is that 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 we've got people in there who are excited who are, are are prepared and ready to go and feel good about what they're doing and you know you don't teach for the money you do it because you enjoy it. And and some of this stuff has taken some of the joy out of teaching. I mean, it just has. And so, I, you know, those sorts of things, I think, would go over really, really well. Okay. Well, uh, you know, it's, it's awesome that we have the parents that we have. And I think that the kids that we have are a reflection of those they parents. They are. Absolutely. And so, uh, 
you know, parents, anything you can do, even if it's encouraging other students, and just yeah. just anything encouraging anything. right now is, anything is really like a big that. deal. Um, I just want to let everybody know that today at noon, Castleberry stopped selling tickets for the game online. Last I checked, which was this morning, they had 200 tickets approximately available that were going to be on sale at the gate. I would advise everybody to call Castleberry ISD at 817-252-2000. That's 817-252-2000 because that's a long drive to show up and be told that you can't get in. So something you guys may want to check into before tonight's game. We are the NBC5 game of the week. I heard that. So that's a, that's a big deal. That's a good deal. All right, well, as always, Mr. Souther, thank you for your time. Uh, and, you know, we're happy that we're able to, to bring your voice directly to the people. We might call you the people's champ. All, over. <laughs> all right, but uh, I just want to remind everybody, this, uh, this segment was brought to y'all commercial-free by our generous sponsors, Pelzel Printing, Southern Junkies, Nutrition Den, Ashley Marsh Photography, Chandler Cabinets, Dana Walker with Germania Insurance, and the Pilot Point Post Signal. We thank them so much for their support of our program, and that means that y'all need to go support those local businesses. Uh, again, thank you for your time, Mr. Southern. Chance, it's always a pleasure. And as always, go Bearcats. Bearcats.